If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. My name is Nicole Van Tassel. And I'm Erin Sadler. And we are two science teachers dedicated to helping you cut through the confusion and meet the intent of the NGSS so you can master all three dimensions. The NGSS can seem totally overwhelming, but implementing these standards doesn't need to be. Hey guys, this is Nicole Van Tassel with iExplore Science, and I wanted to pop on because, um, okay, so we're nearing the end of the year, and I feel like a lot of times we see the end in sight and we want to rush forward and, you know, it's time to start thinking about our New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. Um, And while we absolutely can be excited about starting a new year and we can absolutely be thinking about like what's going to come ahead, ahead, I think it's also important to give ourselves a little space for reflection and a little time to think about um, like what came before, where we're coming from, because that's really going to help us gu- like move forward. That's going to guide us forward. So I took some time to do that, and I wanted to share the questions that I reflected on and how that might help you in your life and in your classroom. Um, and I'm not going to take up too much of your time, but um, the reason I also – I just want to point out, like the reason I think this is important to do, it's, it's very much like what we do in our classrooms – we do our learning activities, we um, have our students explore things, we have them figure it out, and then we really need to follow up with that like meaning making and reflection and connecting thing. Because if we don't do that, we end up, we our students never truly like attain a complex or deep understanding or really solidify their aha moments. And without that reflection on the learning, um, it just kind of slips by. It's like untethered. It's not connected to anything in our brains or in ourselves. And so it's just very like ephemeral. Um, And then we dive into new new topics and ideas and they forget it, right? So our students need that time for reflection. And I think that we need that time for reflection as well. So I took some time. I decided to, to look back before I look ahead. And actually, I found it so, so valuable in helping me like figure out what things do I want to keep moving forward and what things do maybe I can let go of um, or not worry so much about. Um, and I know it's just going to help me with my planning moving forward. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about that. So I want to share that with you. And I want to share with you some of the questions that I found helpful. So um, the first thing that I, I like asked myself, I guess, was what were my favorite memories this year? And I know this is a crazy year and you might be thinking like, I have no favorite memories. But obviously we all do. There's things that we enjoyed throughout this year. So 
I asked myself, what are my favorite memories? And what I found as I answered this question and gave myself time to really think about it was it helps me reflect on like what I value and what I want more of in my life. So you could ask this question about your life. You could ask this question about your classroom too. Um, but thinking about like the best moments and the best activities, even the best like periods of time or, or things that we did, habits even, um, I was able to see exactly the things that I want to make sure I bring with me into the next year. Um, and it also helped me realize, like I said, what parts were like not important and then maybe I don't need to invest in that. I think there's there were some things that um, for me personally that I really enjoyed toward the beginning of the year. Like honestly, even when when everything shut down, there were, there were a few things that I really enjoyed about that period. There's a lot of things I didn't enjoy. But at the very beginning, there were a couple things and over the course of the year, I kind of forgot about some of those things or they they slipped my awareness. And so just taking this few minutes to reflect on my favorite memories and realizing like some of those things I really cherished, I'm like, okay, no, I wanna make time to do that moving forward. I want to incorporate that into our schedule moving forward. So that was the first question, what are some, what were my favorite memories this year? My second question was, what advice would I give to myself if I traveled back to the beginning of 2020? So this one helps me identify just some of those big lessons that I learned this year and again, take them forward into 2021. So if I had to go back and give myself advice, what would I tell myself? And not like, well, I would tell myself to never do like, I don't know, quit teaching or, um, or anything like that, or like, I don't know, move to a different country, move to a different planet. But like really what advice would I give myself? So that was really helpful and just identifying like, okay, this is what I want to keep in mind moving forward. Um, how do I truly, my third question was, how do I truly feel about the past year? And this one wasn't about planning. This one was just about like accepting my feelings and being okay with them, whatever they are. And it's it's not feelings I have to share and I'm not going to share mine, um, but it was just about accepting myself, being truly 100% honest with myself and whatever I feel is okay. I feel like sometimes I'm a journaler, I like to journal, but sometimes I even censor myself in my own journal because I'm like, well, what if I read this later and I'm like, well, what was I thinking? Or what if someone else finds this and reads this? So it was just about how do I truly feel and just being totally honest. Um, and then the last question that that I asked myself was, what is my year in one sentence or one word? And um, I went with one sentence because I'm long-winded, if you didn't notice, and I apologize for that. But this one helped me just sum everything up. Um, and actually, I'm gonna share, I am gonna share this one with you. So what I came up with was like, I came back to the heart of things. And what that meant for me was like, this year I came back to, or like perhaps brought my awareness back to, because it's not necessarily like all this stuff was new, but I just re reminded myself. Um, of like what is really in my heart. And again, my heart is this like big kind of category. And for me, it meant like some of the more like connections you think of right away, like my family and my kids and, and being present with them and just being in this moment. Um, but it also was about like my work life and like what my mission is and my purpose and my business. And, um, where I want to go like with that and like what is important what is what is this vision that I see and and what is important about that um and then it also was just about coming back to kind of myself and like confidence in myself and in who I am and what I know and trusting my my knowledge and my um interpretation of things and and, and just just 
coming back to myself too. So obviously these questions can apply to your life. They could apply to um, your teaching. And I really encourage you to think about them in both settings. Like I very much melded my personal life aspects with my, um, with my, my, my career aspects. Um, and as you can see, if you've been following like the Facebook group, um, well, obviously you're following this Facebook group. So you can, um, you, you know that I've changed the name of the group. And part of that was this coming back to myself and like what I think is truly important. And I changed the name to Reimagining Science Learning. And it was because I realized that like my passion isn't just about like these standards. Like, yeah, the NGSS were really important and played a big role in shaping um, and helping me define my ideas of like what science learning is, what it should look like. But it really goes beyond that standard, be, beyond those standards and into this vision of like reimagining what learning looks like, what science looks like, science learning looks like, um, and then like bringing the wonder back into our classrooms and to our students, um, bringing that curiosity back, creating engaged students and like active learners and all of that. So that was one of the like big um, parts of like, as I said, coming back to myself this year, which was the answer to my fourth question. Um, and so if this like resonates with you, these ideas, this vision for science learning and all of that, I also wanted to, before I check out, um, invite you to register for a free training series I'm going to launch 2021 with. Um, and it's called Bring Wonder Back and it's about creating these engaged and active science learners. So what we're going to be discussing in this tra training series, and again, it's totally free, um, but it's going to be about um, like why our students are not curious and what we can do about it. Uh, redefining like your role as an educator so that the work really can shift off of you and and help your students take more ownership of their learning, of their work, of their experience, um, and what we can do to help them do that. And then this idea of turning our students into actual scientists. So how we can create these critical thinkers and creative problem solvers and these qualities and skills that they need to have when they leave, you know, the classroom. Um, whether it's your classroom or like their K through 12 classrooms. Um, so I'm, there's registration right now is open for this, again, totally free program. Um, if you register, you get a, um, like an entry into my first January workshop, which is going to be at the end of January, Simply Science, Curiosity Driven Storyline. So I'm going to draw a name from the, those who are registered for free registration for that workshop, free enrollment in that workshop. Um, but it also like you'll get the actual resources and workbooks and materials that are going to go along with each training in this series. This series gonna, is going to go three Sundays in a row and there will be replays available, um, but you can only get the resources if you're registered. So I will put the link for that workshop in the comments. Um, I will also put those four questions that I asked myself in case you want to go back through and ask yourself. Um, but just to rehash, they were, what are my favorite memories? What advice would I give myself if I traveled back to the beginning of 2020? How do I truly feel about this past year? And then what is my year in one sentence or one word? So I hope this encourages you to just take some time and reflect back before you dive into moving forward um, so that you can maybe set a, a strong start for yourself and not in terms of like, set my real hard goals and all that, but just kind of like what feeling you want to go into 2021 with um, and take like your lessons from 2020 with you in creating and crafting that. Okay, if you have any questions, drop a note, connect with me anytime. I love chatting with you. Otherwise, I will catch you guys later. Have a good one.
Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner.